At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Nightcap. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King, who is doing morning duty over on Follow the Money. Wes? It's an okay day to be a better Femi. (laughs) We did have a short slate of baseball, but uh, good to to have a couple days off, honestly, to recharge the batteries. Uh, Some of us doing Mm -hmm. some riding for the uh, upcoming uh, college football betting guide, and that's preoccupied some of the time, but at least we had a few things today, so... uh, you know, had a little WNBA, have some Major League Baseball at least to tide us over, and then we'll get back to a full schedule come tomorrow. I was going to say, how did you celebrate yesterday's slow day on the sports calendar? <laughs> I celebrated <laughs> writing uh, the ACC for our college <laughs> football betting guide, Femi. There you go. Maybe a couple nuggets over the next couple of days there from Wes Reynolds on the ACC conference. But we're going to be hanging out with you guys for the next three hours here this evening. Make sure to tweet at us at Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds1 is where you can find Wes, at Femi Bebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, a trio of terrific guests on the show this evening. Eric Eager of PFF Research and Development joining us in 30 minutes. We'll get Eric's thoughts on the big Kyler Murray extension. Greg Beecham, Associated Press reporter covering the LA Rams in hour number two as we wrap up our NFC West Summer Conditioning Series. And then Patrick Everson covers the covers, he covers the sports betting landscape, I should say, all the happenings around the country so we'll get patrick's thoughts on everything that's going on behind the window what he's hearing from bookmakers as well it doesn't matter where patrick is as long as patrick is there because he's he's one of the best in the business he is one of the best in the business and he is everywhere and he seems to know all so we'll talk to patrick in the third hour we'll do baseball futures in the third hour as well here west but you mentioned it we got a game that's coming up here shortly in the nl west the dodgers taking on the san francisco giants i'm looking at my odds board right now and the consensus number in this game is the Dodgers are the favorites, minus 125, Giants plus 105. The total sitting at 7.5, Ronan White on the mound for the two teams respectively. Anything for you in this game? Yeah, I would lean Giants. I've already missed the number, though. It opened Mm -hmm. plus 130, and now you're only getting plus 110, so I don't want to take 20 cents the worst of it. But I do agree with the move, at least here, because you're getting Rodon uh, making his third start of the season against the Dodgers, uh, second, by the way, in L.A., 
in the two games, he's gone 12 innings combined, only given up two earned against the Dodgers. And, you know, the Dodgers against left-handed pitching, it's hard to say, hey, this Dodger offense has a weakness, but I guess they kind of do, and that's against left-handed pitchers when they're in Chavez Ravine. So you've got Mitch White going. Uh, Mitch White, not really an opener, but kind of like a middler-type starter, a guy that, you know, maybe goes five innings for you, and you consider that a very good start. Uh, Obviously, uh, both bullpens have been shaky, you know, at least a little bit of time throughout the Mm -hmm. season. But going back to Mitch White, 420 ERA, He's allowing fewer ground balls than he did in 2021 and also striking out less batters. Uh, and that's kind of magnified that 248 batting average. So I don't really know if I like this matchup for White because they don't hit a lot of ground balls due to the Giants mm-hmm. and they don't really strike out a lot. They're about middle of the pack. So uh, uh, would lean Carlos Rodon here, but you're starting to see, I think the market is really falling suit because this is the time where I think the market's like, oh, we can go against the Dodgers. Like, they're not going to do it against Kershaw very often. They're not going to do it against Gonsolin based on the fact that he's undefeated so far this season in his starts. But Mitch White is the guy I think some of these better feel they can pick on. Now you're seeing it down as low as plus 105 in the market. Well, Rodon, you mentioned that the Dodgers have had struggles with left-handed pitching. Do any of the pitching props stand out to you here? 16.5 outs record his prop right now at DraftKings. Six and a half strikeouts, four and a half hits allowed, one and a half walks, and two and a half earned runs. Would you dabble in any of the pitching props? Uh, would lean a little bit with the walks over with Mitch White. I have not bet any of these. I don't have anything mm-hmm. on the card today, so I uh, took another day off in terms of uh, putting some money down with the there exception of golf, uh, which didn't go very well for me, by the way, at the Uh-oh. 3M Open to start. So uh, bound to have a bad week after a good one last one. But anyway, yes. back to this game. Uh, would lean a little bit with the walks because Mitch White. Mitch White's just not a guy that really goes deep into a lot of games. So, you know, that's why... I would probably lean with the walks. I know that there's some people maybe supporting the no in the first inning because you're seeing the total get back down to eight and a half. It actually was the opener in the overnight. Now you're seeing seven mm-hmm. and a half. I think uh, right behind us, seven and a half minus a dollar twenty. So they're the uh, highest juiced in terms of the under in the market behind us here at Circus Sports. So can't say that I disagree with that. We had action also in the American League earlier today and just wrapping up here earlier this evening, the Yankees and the Astros at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Astros taking both games of this doubleheader mm-hmm. here. The first one in the morning, 3-2, to two, and then the second one here this <laughs> evening, 7-5. to five, That just wrapped up moments ago. You know, and this is interesting because I know for the last few weeks because they were several games back, so it's like, can the Astros really take chase down the Yankees in yeah. terms of getting that number one seed and the home uh, field advantage in the American League playoffs? But maybe they can because all of a sudden you're looking uh, just two and a half back after they sweep the Yankees today. So... The Astros, that's what was worrying me a little bit about the Justin Verlander Cy Young candidacy, because I think there's a lot of goodwill for a guy that, of course, off Tommy John, mm-hmm. almost 40 years old, and to come back and do as well as he has. But it's like, okay, the Astros are going to be so far ahead of everybody else in the West, even though the Mariners up 13 in a row. So they're kind of coming, but they're kind of, you know, still some distance there. Yeah. A lot needs to happen. So the mojo, baby. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if Julio can hit the home runs like he did at Dodger Stadium on Monday night. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think the Astros are going to win that division. And they're probably going to win it relatively convincingly. So it's like, do they start maybe being a little bit more conservative with how they play, guys, you know? Mix in Bregman, an extra off day. Mix in Mm. Alvarez, an extra off day. Skip a start with Verlander. So that's one thing that I was kind of thinking with the Astros. But now all of a sudden they're two and a half back. And look, uh, still have, uh, you know, 65 plus games to go ahead and play. So they're absolutely going to go for it. I think they'd much rather be in H-Town at Minute Maid Park than have to go to the stadium. You mentioned the Yankees have a two and a half game lead in the American League over the Astros. Who's the better team between the two? You know, that's kind of hard. The Astros actually have held their own because I think they split up Mm -hmm. up at the stadium in the Bronx. But now to win two in a row over the New York Yankees, uh, I still would lean to the Yankees. I just think the staff has been pretty consistent. The fact that they are 64 and 32 and their bullpen has so many injuries. The fact that you're seeing a roll this Chapman in like the sixth and seventh inning, we're used to seeing him close the game, but they've got to get a little bit healthier on that end. By the way, the Yankees will start a series in 
Baltimore all of a sudden is 500. They were it's actually, not easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so that's not three wins, you know, or hey, we'll take two or three really easily and just move on. Houston, meanwhile, takes on the hottest team in baseball. They go to face the Seattle Mariners uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow night. You're quitting against Gonzalez uh, game one of that series. Yeah, the, the reason why I asked you between the Yankees and the Astros, because right now the Yankees are plus 175 over at DraftKings to win the American League. The Astros are plus 210. Then there's a significant drop-off down to the Blue Jays at plus 650, White Sox 11-1, to Rays 12-1, to and then Red Sox 16-1, to Twins 18-1, to um, my beloved Seattle Mariners 20-1. to But you see the two teams at the top right there, the Yankees and the Astros. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's the cream of the crop. Are the Astros better suited for October than the Yankees? Because I know a lot of folks have said the Yankees, the bullpen, the pitching has been a little bit of an issue mm-hmm. since they've cooled off a little bit well, for their own set. I standards. think they very well could be because Houston, I don't think, is relying on the home run mm-hmm. as the New York Yankees have been. By the way, Judge hit one in the top of the ninth tonight to no avail. Couldn't get the comeback. But when you look a little bit down the board, and I think Yankees and Houston are the two best teams, a team that might get some support now that they are finally starting to hit, and they made a big statement against the Twins this weekend, and that's the Chicago White Sox. That's uh, music to my ears, man. They'll, they'll have the uh, Guardians tomorrow at uh, Giolito and Quantrill is the uh, game one of that set tomorrow night. But the White Sox finally, I, I, that there, some of these series are more important than others. I know when you say 162 games, it's not like the NFL where one week result is life or death, mm-hmm. you know, but... But I think some series do matter, even in a 162-game season, and that absolutely mattered for the Chicago White Sox. To go in there and kind of say, yeah, this is the, uh, what is the, the uh, college basketball handicapper Alan Boston has a line, show him who's boss. And that was a show him who's boss series, where the White Sox like, yeah, I know you're ahead of us in the standings right now, but, but we're coming to get you. And that puts them in uh, Minnesota's mind there. And all of a sudden, the Chicago White Sox, 46 and 46, mm-hmm. fighting their way back to 500. This is obviously another big series if they could take two or three on the south side from Cleveland. Yeah, no, I bought in on the White Sox right after the All Star break there. I was like, plus 140. I found it over at BetMGM. And I was like, this is the time. Here we go with the mm-hmm. Chicago White Sox. Just because the second half of the right. schedule, looking at it, it's going to be a little bit it easier than what we saw in the first and, half. And they're getting a lot healthier. I know Aloy Jimenez with the leg. He's questionable for tomorrow. Danny Mendick, of course, on the injured list with the ACL for the season. But they started to get all these guys back. T.A. missed some time. Yeah. Jimenez missed some time. So now they almost have their full arsenal. I know Yaz Grandal has been uh, dealing with the back issue. But all of a sudden, the White Sox starting to get healthy. The key for that team, I think they're going to continue to hit and hit very well is Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn got to kind of find their form a little bit because all these White Sox pitchers basically had their career years last year. Now, Dylan Cease has lived up to it here so far in 2022, but you're going to need Lance Lynn to kind of find himself and start to get guys out again, and the same thing for Giolito. We also saw a doubleheader between the Tigers and the Oakland A's. Those two teams split them. Tigers winning the first one out there in the Bay Area this afternoon. And then this evening, Oakland was able to get a 5 nothing shutout victory over the Athletics. And then in interleague play, Texas Rangers went ahead and blinked the Miami Marlins down there on South Beach. The Rangers win that one 8 nothing there as a short dog there, plus 115 around that range. All these teams, potential sellers. By the way, what is the deadline? Is it August 2nd August or 3rd? 2nd, I think is what it's I It's the 2nd. Okay, I knew it was one of the first couple of days in yeah. August, so just about a week and a half away. So you would think all these teams that we just mentioned, Detroit, Oakland, Texas, Miami, are going to be sellers. I don't think Miami necessarily wants to sell that very talented no. pitching staff, but <laughs> a guy like Aguiar, maybe a guy like Soler, I think could be available in a deal. Well, we'll see if the Washington Nationals are sellers by the trade deadline. There's a guy named Juan Soto who could be moving teams and could be moving teams very, very soon. The trade deadline's coming up. It's the talk of the whole town in the baseball world. Where will Juan Soto go at the deadline? We'll ask that question and answer it on the other side. This is the Nightcap. Just getting going here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. 
we host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that, that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Bebefe. Talking all things baseball right now. In about 15 minutes, we'll have Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus will join us to get us caught up in all the news and notes from around the NFL today, including the big extension for one Kyler Murray there with the Arizona Cardinals. But one guy who is going to probably get a big extension either between now and two years from now is Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. Reportedly, it was a week ago, he rejected the 15-year, $440 million contract that the Nationals offered him. So now, Juan Soto likely to be traded, maybe Mm -hmm. by this trade deadline, maybe at some point next season. We'll see how this all plays out. But our friends over at PointsBet have put together a market for where Juan Soto will be traded. And here are the odds. The Yankees and the Mets are the co-favorites of the two New York teams at plus 450, the LA Dodgers plus 550, Toronto Blue Jays and St. Louis Cardinals plus 650, the Giants 7 to 1, Padres 8 to 1, Mariners 9 to 1, Red Sox and Astros 10 to 1, and the World Series defending champion Atlanta Braves at 13 to 1. Betting aside, we'll get to the betting in a little bit. Where do you think Soto ends up going? And do you think well, he actually ends up being traded between now and the deadline? Well, in a couple weeks? I think a lot of it, Femi, is going to depend in terms of the market is who is willing to take Patrick Corbin's contract? He's got two and a half years, six-year, $140 million deal. That's obviously not a great contract mm-hmm. for the Washington Nationals considering how Patrick Corbin has pitched this year. But to get Juan Soto, they might have to dangle that out there. It's like, if you want him, you've got to take this guy on or off our hands because that's one thing the Nationals want to accomplish. They want to get out of that Patrick Corbin contract if they really want to rebuild. And then, obviously, who's going to have the prospects? So you look at the two New York teams who points bet is put at the favorite, 92 plus 450. So what would a deal look like? Like, let's say if the Mets got Soto. Probably David Peterson comes back, you know, left-handed starting pitcher, a uh, couple prospects. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, the number two prospect in uh, Major League Baseball catcher. Uh, Brett Beatty, Alex Ramirez, you know, a handful. But the Mets farm system kind of on the back half of Major League Baseball, so I don't know how attractive that would be. You look at the Yankees, this will be interesting, too, because, of course, Aaron Judge turned down seven years, $213.5 million in yeah. April in his own right, so is he going to leave, you know? But, I mean, you just imagine Judge, Stanton, and Soto in the, in the same lineup. Jeez. I mean, that offense goes to the stratosphere, but what might, it, what might the Yankees offer, let's say, to get Juan Soto? You would think probably like Glaber Torres, 
a left-handed pitcher would have to be in the deal. So that would certainly be the best one that the Yankees have had this year. Nestor Cortez, uh, Anthony Volpe, their shortstop prospect, a uh, couple other prospects. So you would look at that. Now, how do they mix Patrick Corbin in the deal? And maybe that would be a team that the uh, Nationals have dealt with before, and that would be the Dodgers. Remember, for Scherzer and Trey Turner, they got some mm-hmm. good prospects. Josiah Gray, Kelbert Ruiz. So they might make the Dodgers take on Patrick Corbin in addition to Juan Soto and then get Dustin May, the ginger guard, as he's affectionately <laughs> known as, a uh, couple a couple other uh, pitchers. But the Dodgers, look, they're prospects. I mean, look, they've traded a lot of their prospects yeah. to uh, to go ahead and, uh, you know, get the highest payroll in baseball. So, look, they're they're never afraid to make a deal, even though the Dodgers, I believe MLB Pipeline, did rate them fifth before the season. So the Nats are going to try to get their best one. Now they got Ruiz, who's a really good catching prospect in that Scherzer deal. So just kind of looking at this, uh, those are like the usual suspects, but there might be a couple interesting teams down the board. And one of them might be the Padres. Yes. I wanted to ask you about the San Diego Padres. Yeah. And, and it, let's say the Padres get Soto and maybe the, the Padres don't have to take on the Corbin contract. So it's like, okay, who are they going to give up? I mentioned the constant theme of left-handed pitching. Well, that would be Mackenzie Gore. Uh, the Nationals would surely want uh, Mackenzie Gore, would want uh, Adrian Morjan as well. Uh, C.J. Abrams is the number six prospect in 2021, and he is just 21 years old. So he's a shortstop that can give you, you know, an everyday player that it's like, okay, this is a young guy, two, three years, going to be special, but we can go ahead and play him every day and uh, let him work through the growing pains. Uh, Padres are pretty talent rich in terms of prospects. So they might have a little bit more to offer than some of these main teams. So the Padres, possibility of the Giants if they really think that they're in the race. And I think – the teams that are talent rich in the farm system, I think, is kind of where the Washington Nationals are going to want to look because they're right now. You trade Juan Soto, you're pretty much saying we're starting over. We're mm-hmm. going to rebuild here. 2019 is in the past. We're going to reset the decks and try to rebuild a World Series championship caliber team. So I feel like they would lean toward these teams that have the rich prospects, like a San Diego Padres or like a Seattle Mariners. I'm not just saying that just because I root for the Seattle Mariners to do mm-hmm. well, but the Mariners have a really rich prospect yeah. group there. Maybe a team like that, who right now at points bet is 9-1 to one to trade for Juan Soto, that could be a, a potential destination. Now, well, the contract would be kind of hefty the, for Seattle. The Mariners and like the Giants, I think, are another example on this list. Giants, by the way, 7-1 to one at points bet. Mariners, 9-1. to one. They're mm-hmm. not teams that have enough big leaguers necessarily to get this deal done. So they got to go more prospects. You know, the Dodgers and the Yankees, they can go a little bit heavier. Yeah, they can send big you know, They can though, send yeah. at least a quality starter and then, you know, a, a regular, you know, rotational level player. Because you look at the Giants, like what would they give? They give mostly prospects. They might give Logan Webb in, in, in a deal, perhaps. That might be what they're willing to part with. But like I look at the Mariners, they'd have to probably give up. You got to give up at least a big league starter. At least somebody in your starting rotation. So who would it be for the Mariners? Would it be like Kirby or uh, Flexen? I think they'd rather go with Kirby, yeah, who's Kirby the younger probably, guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jared Kalanick, uh, Marte, mm-hmm. the shortstop. Uh, Emerson Hancock is a good young, young prospect, uh, number five. So you're probably, to get this deal done, you're at least going to have to give up a starter. I think the Nats would prefer a left-hander, obviously. You're going to have to give up a young pitching prospect, and you're going to have to give up maybe a rotation player, and a couple prospects if we go ahead and get this done. Because the Nats, I think they could take their time with this deal. Oh, yeah. They are not going yeah. anywhere. So, uh, you know, when I was looking at when I was looking at that, I mean, uh, the usual suspects are always going to be there because they're the ones with the most toys. But mm-hmm. I thought the Padres made a little bit of sense, and I don't think there's a price on there. But keep an eye maybe on the Rays. Now, I think that's a little, really? a lot difficult. There's a is, lot of things that have to move for it. Is, is, is that Raisian for them to go ahead and yeah, make that type it, of move? It really isn't because they'd have to take on that arbitration salary. And, yeah. and look, uh, you know, because I was seeing a proposed deal out there. Arazarena, Lowe, uh, Curtis Mead, uh, Seth Johnson, their number six prospects. So they'd have to give up a couple pitching prospects. That's really not Raisian, but I was kind of looking at this deal, and you know they were able to make it work a little bit, and and you know not have to part. By the way, the Rays number three farm system in all of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. They were number one actually for the last couple of years. So uh, you would have to throw in the kid Bradley, Todd Bradley for Soto. He's uh, number thirty three overall in Major League Baseball. So 
they have the prospects, I think, that would be attractive to the Nationals, but do they really, is that really them to do that? So they, they are, like I said, very much a dark horse, but I'm not going immediately necessarily to the top with the Yankees and the Mets yeah, no, and the Dodgers because it's like, when you're 64 and 32, it's like, why do we well, have to make well, a yeah, deal? We're, yeah. we're good enough. Exactly. It's we're like, good enough like, now, you know? We won 64 games at the All-Star yeah. break without so, Juan Soto. So, so, so that's why, you know, they might not be willing to take on Patrick Corbin's contract because yeah. I think that's what the Nats and, and these guys want to do. They want to have you take on that Corbin contract and then do whatever you do with it. They just want to be out from underneath it. Because I was doing the show last night with Tim, and he asked me if Juan Soto gets traded. And that's why I had... No, like if you had to ask me, will he get traded by the deadline? Yes or no? I think I would go with the no because yeah. I don't see who's out there that's going to be rushing to make mm-hmm. this deal. Maybe it's a Mariners. They get desperate because they haven't been to the playoffs since 2001. Maybe it's the Padres who try to maximize the championship window around Machado and Tatis. Outside of those two teams, I don't really see who else yeah. would be desperate enough because, because those teams are already good without Juan Soto. Well, and I and I think look, like maybe people are thinking I would say the Mets maybe more so than the Yankees of the two yeah. New York teams because Steve Cohen wants to be in the new George Steinbrenner. Uh yeah. the uh the uh, Steinbrenner son doesn't want to be but doesn't want to be like daddy because he doesn't like to spend the money uh, quite yeah, as frequently. He's very unlike he likes to leave the inheritance of the grandkids a little <laughs> bit more. So uh yeah, so I could see the Mets if they want to do a wheeler dealer now if they, you know, offer several major league players instead of prospects, then that makes that interesting. If the Padres made the trade for Juan Soto, right now they're 22-1, to would you run to the betting window and try to grab a number on San Diego if they made a trade for Soto? Uh, I I might grab a little piece of it just thinking, okay, when's Tatis going to come back? Because Mm -hmm. the Padres, before the break, they've kind of started to struggle a little bit. And, you know, the rotation has been very good this year, and that's why they stay in the race and why I think they may eventually get the wild card. The bullpen's not beat up by Bob Melvin like it was by Tingler last year, but the Padres definitely needed this break to push the reset button. Where will Soto go? It's going to be the biggest question in baseball all the way up until the trade deadline, which is August 2nd there. We'll see what happens. He doesn't want to stay in Washington, but is there a suitor out there for him? That is remains to be seen. On the other side, Pro Football Focus is Eric Eager joining us, talking all things NFL. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born In and Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here. Dodgers actually take a one nothing lead against the San Francisco Giants. It was Freddie Freeman yep. knocking out a home run there. But let's turn our attention over to football. Training camp got underway here in Vegas with the Las Vegas Raiders. And to help us get ready for all things NFL, we bring in Pro Football Focus's Eric Eager joining us here this evening. Actually from a sports book out in Iowa, Eric, we absolutely love to hear that. Wanted to start off with the big quarterback news today. Josh Rosen to cl- – kidding. We're going to start with Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray signing with the Arizona Cardinals. Five years, $230.5 million, $160 million guaranteed. If you ran the Cardinals, would you have felt comfortable extending Kyler Murray? Not really. I've, I've always sort of been – he was 11th most valuable player in the NFL last year, which is a very good number, but – you know, and it's it's gone up every single year. So, I mean, he's improved. Um, but you're talking about a player who on the field so far at his peak has been worth about $32 million. So you're, you're making an overpay. I, I think the hard part about the NFL is that you're either paying the quarterback the top dollar or you're not. So it's a very Boolean, very binary thing. And unfortunately, I think the Cardinals, you know, they didn't get much out of Kyler Murray's rookie year. You know, they, they went from being terrible, you know, that 2018 season to being nearly okay. And unfortunately now, you know, unlike some of these other teams, you know, the Bengals, the Chiefs, uh, you know, that, that have really you know, done well with the quarterback on a rookie deal. The Cardinals didn't even do that well with the quarterback on his rookie deal. And now he's got to perform while he's making taking up a significant part of the cap. And they can't do things like sign 
DeAndre Hopkins to a $27 million deal in the future and so on and so forth. So it's going to be tough for the Cardinals. I think Murray's a great quarterback, but these decisions are difficult. Eric, uh, long term here for at least for this season, uh, just looking at the Cardinals on a macro level, you mentioned Hopkins, obviously going to be out for six games. There is talent there at receiver. Uh, Rondale Moore out of Purdue, second year is talented. They do add Hollywood Brown, even though that's a drop off clearly from Hopkins and they got some reserves on the bench. But what do you make of this team this year? Because this team, you know, kind of mirrors Cliff Kingsbury when he was at Texas Tech. It's like, okay, we go 5-6-0, college game day comes to town when Oklahoma comes to town, and then we get the hell beat out of us. And that's kind of what happened with Arizona late in the season. Uh, where are you in terms of their season win total, and do you think that they can be a wild card contender in the NFC? Yeah, the last, th- I mean, two years especially, they were in first place in the NFC West at 6-3 and three after that Sunday night game in 2020. Uh, last year, I mean, they could if they would have beaten the Seahawks in Week 18, uh, I believe at home, they would have won the NFC West away from what had eventually been the Super Bowl champion Rams. So it's been a, a you know a fall off for them every single year. Uh, I'm under on them. I'm under eight and a half. Um, I'm under nine and a half. I, you know, I just don't think if you look at this defense, you got Marcus Golden on the outside taking uh, you know the reps from Chandler Jones who who left. You have JJ Watt who's a fantastic Hall of Fame player, but can't stay healthy. They've taken two linebackers in round one the last two years, and neither guy has really been all that great. And then in the secondary, I mean, it's Buda Baker and a, and a bunch of guys that have kind of really struggled. Uh, they, they punched above their weight class last year. Um, I, I think to the, your second question, they can be in contention in the NFC, even if they go under that win total, just because the NFC, if you look at teams, what, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, you know, that, that's why guys like me are gassing up the Detroit Lions because there are like wide-open playoff spots for bad NFC teams, and the Cardinals could very well be that bad NFC team. And Femi, this Cardinals schedule, at least early on, you get Kansas City at home, albeit mm-hmm. in Glendale, Arizona, but at the Raiders, who we think are going to be improved, the Rams, Super Bowl champion Carolina, probably in better stead than they were at least two yeah. weeks ago before they acquired Mayfield and then Philadelphia, so... Not the easiest of schedule, at least to start out for Arizona. No, definitely not. We're speaking with Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus. Eric, uh, it feels like we've overlooked the Rams as a football community here. I know the betting market's not really overlooking the LA Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. They're still rated highly among the contenders and the favorites to win the Super Bowl once again. But what's your read on the Rams heading into 2022? You know, I do think with the Rams and the Bengals, you do have to take a step back and remember that they were four seeds in their own conference last year. So, um, you know, they did win the Super Bowl. They, they come through uh, and do that, but they lose Von Miller, who was a fantastic addition. They lose Odell Beckham Jr., who was as well. They get Allen Robinson, which helps. Um, they lose, you know, they get Troy Hill back. There, there are some, I mean, I think the Rams are going to be contenders, especially because the conference is bad. But if I'm looking at that odd screen that you're showing, I'm betting Tampa Bay and Green Bay to win the conference and the Super Bowl out of the NFC more than I'm betting the Rams. I think, you're, I think the markets are overestimating what the Rams have done uh, in January the last couple of years, and that's fine. I mean, that's a good, it's a good team. Uh, they got their ring, uh, but that doesn't mean we have to pay a premium for it in the subsequent years. One more on the NFC West, Eric, and uh, not a lot of, no offense, I mean, not a lot to talk about with the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks necessarily. Hey, I'm just from there. I don't know. Going to be team. in the bottom. You're not claiming them. You're like, my name's Bennett and I ain't in it. So anyway, the uh, San Francisco 49ers who, you know, good season last year. They showed some life, obviously, uh, you know, the offense, I think, got a burst with Debo Samuel running the ball. I don't think we expect him to maybe run it that much now that McDaniel is in Miami, but D'Amico Ryans, I thought he was very good his first year as a defensive coordinator, but looking more likely it is going to be Trey Lance week one at Chicago to go ahead and start at, and really be the starter for the rest of the season. What is your outlook on the San Francisco 49ers? And do you have a read on where Jimmy G may go in a potential trade? I think the Jimmy G part, and they go to, they probably go to Femi Seahawks if if we're uh, if we're really uh, maybe handicapping that. No, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the problem with Jimmy G is it all kind of worked out poorly for him. You know, Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins stays in Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield goes to Carolina. Matt Ryan goes to Indianapolis. Marcus Mariota goes to Atlanta, and it's like, where does he go? So I think every anywhere he goes, he's going to have a hard time starting. He'll probably have to go somewhere and be a backup. He can't stay in San Francisco without taking a pay cut because of the way, you know, the salary cap is there. They need to have at least a little bit of a cushion for the season. So it's rough there. 
you know, when I look at the Niners, I'm not betting them over their season win total. I'm not betting them under their season win total. I'm taking long shots. I'm taking Kyle Shanahan 20 to one to win coach of the year. I'm taking Trey Lance, you know, and depending upon where you look like 60 to one on Caesars to be MVP. Like I think if this team wins 13 or 14 games, it's either going to be because Kyle Shanahan was brilliant or Trey Lance is brilliant or both. And I'd rather bet into that than bet into the inflated numbers, you know, like Super Bowl, win total, NFC West, I think are all a little bit too short for me uh, uh, to, to really bet for the Niners. But I'm, bet, I'm betting long shots with them. I'm, I'm betting Shanahan and Lance uh, for individual awards. Eric, we got about two and a half minutes left, and I think now is the time of the year as we approach training camp that a lot of people are, are kind of getting their handicaps solid on a lot of these teams. Is there a team that you've had trouble nailing down here before we get into this regular season? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think, you know, Kansas City's one, um, Green Bay is another. I think those two teams are teams where I, I don't think you can catch me dead betting the win total just because. I don't know how those are going to shape out, nor do I think as they transition into more Belichickian teams, do I think they're even trying to necessarily win the most games in September. But those are teams I want to bet long shot bets with, 10 to 1 for both teams to win the Super Bowl, just because I think if everything comes together, that MVP quarterback is going to be worth all of that. So those are two teams that are tough for me. Um, And I think another one is the New York Jets. I think the New York Jets are, I think everybody will look at that team and that roster and say, this is an improved team. I think the question becomes, you run through their schedule in the AFC and you're thinking, okay, but when, when are they favored to win a game? Uh, you know, <laughs> you have the Jacksonville, I think Detroit's still better than them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so that team, you know, there's a lot of times I'll say about a team, they got better, but I don't think their record is going to get better. That's a team, you know, I think the Jets record will be better, but maybe not six wins that you need to bet them over. And certainly not like the long shot stuff you need for them to make the playoffs or for them to win the AFC East. The AFC is not the NFC. There is no cupcakes you know, in the AFC this year. Eric, uh, about 45 seconds left to go, and you did mention the Detroit Lions. Uh, what do you particularly like about this team? They look like they're pretty tough in the trenches, but still a little short on skill position, guys. I, I actually don't think they are. Like, I think you know, Jamison Williams, I know he's going to wait a month, but we saw the, the impact Odell Beckham Jr. made even after he missed a month as a rookie. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's a 1,000-yard receiver. DJ Chark's a 1,000-yard receiver in this league. Hawkinson's a top-10 tight end. They have an offensive line with three first-round picks to protect Jared Goff. And Goff, when he was protected in L.A., was a Super Bowl quarterback. And so mm-hmm. I think the offense is going to be fine. Their schedule's easy. They don't play after 1 p.m. at all in any game this year. Um, they, have, they have the second-easiest schedule in the league. So I, I like Detroit for what the schedule gods gave them, but also just sneakily, I think that some of the narratives about them, like, you know, are just gone. If their defense is even, you know, top 20 in the league, I think this is an eight-win team. Wow, there you go. You've been saying it on your social media feed all offseason. Restore the roar out there in the Motor City for the Detroit Lions. He is Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus. Eric, we appreciate you joining us this evening, and uh, all the best going forward, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. All right. On the other side, we'll talk a little Kyler Murray signing that big deal to stay with the Arizona Cardinals. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get everything that VEASAN has to offer, including Adam Burke's daily best bets on the MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools in the live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Guys, that's in 10 days. Get on this. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Bebefe alongside West. We Reynolds. had to pause to see what show we were doing. I, you, honestly, we did. <laughs> was, we're not going to front. I, I've done so many shows with West Reynolds on Saturdays doing betting across America. To where I was in my brain, my brain wanted to say yeah. betting across America so bad. We're all friends here, <laughs> so we can let you in behind the curtain. <laughs> but we able we, we got it off unscathed. There with the nightcap, we 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 got our ducks in a row here on a Thursday night. Don't you worry about us, folks. Uh, just to get you guys updated on what's going on in Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers lead the Giants two nothing. I believe we're in the top of the third now. Yeah, we're in the top of the third. So Dodgers lead it two nothing. They went off as the favorite. And we've got some Canadian football on yes, the BC Lions. By the way, three nothing uh, just toward the end of the first quarter. We didn't get a chance to ask Eager. We were talking to him before the break uh, in that Iowa sports book. He was mm-hmm. telling us they had CFL and WNBA props. Uh, Player Eric props. Eager, by the way, very sharp, very underrated there on the WNBA. So uh, yes. follow him at uh, what is it? PFF Eric. Yes, I believe, I believe it's at, the Twitter yeah, handle at, at PFF underscore Eric. Yes, that's is. right. Thank you for. Going. Is the, that, uh, but, uh, the Twitter handle. Yeah, he's a WNBA guy, by the way. Uh, uh, they've been in action all week. WNBA props, man. You don't That's, see those offered out here. I guess no. there's not a demand for them, but they sure don't want to offer them because some sharp guy is probably paying attention, and gonna, uh, the limits are about <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very, very brave to offer WNBA props mm-hmm. Because I feel like that is something that's if somebody modeled yeah. that they could. It's take like maybe it's past. like maybe they'll give you twenty bucks on them. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not get in any of that. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the big news today in the NFL uh, it came late this morning or on the afternoon time over on the East Coast. But Kyler Murray reaching an agreement. They're signing that extension with the Arizona Cardinals, five years, two hundred and thirty and a half million dollars, one hundred and sixty million. Guaranteed. He now has the second most guaranteed money of any quarterback in the league, only behind Deshaun Watson. His average per year is now second in the league behind only Aaron Rodgers. Your outlook on the Arizona Cardinals heading into this season, did it change based on what we saw with Kyler now inking this deal to stay in Arizona and the drama being over from earlier this offseason? It did not necessarily for me, and I don't really think it did in the market either. It's kind of like, a, mm. well, I don't even know what that saying is. Is it if a bear craps in the woods or does it make us <laughs> out? I mean, I, I don't really I believe, know. I believe I don't, if a tree falls in the forest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know animals. I, I'm not good on my botany either, apparently. But, uh, you know, you look at it, and there just really wasn't a lot of movement, I, I think, in the market. I think people kind of anticipated this deal was going to get done. I know mm. they got sideways, which really got sideways sideways in a hurry because you remember when Kyler Murray arrived at camp and he gave uh, that painting, that like lithograph painting that was all the Cardinal greats to uh, Michael Bidwell. It included Michael Bidwell's father, the uh, late owner of the team, Bill Bidwell. So it was like, man, he's really happy to be here. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it got a little, it got a little sideways, but yeah, I, I, I have not necessarily changed my mind on the Arizona Cardinals. I think you know, there is some talent on the team, but Eric Eager really summed it up when he talked yeah. about, look, you know, a couple Hall of Fame players, but they're old. Like J.J. Watt, he'll still be good enough for a couple plays during the season, but they're, they're just old if you look on, on the depth chart with a couple of those guys. J.J. Yeah, Watt's probably on like the 16th green or something like that. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, is, deep, he, is, he is deep in the back <laughs> nine, but... 
yeah, I look at Arizona now. They will be able to, I think, to keep it at least somewhat on the level without DeAndre Hopkins. They've actually got some talent at receiver, even though I've never mm-hmm. been a really big Hollywood Brown guy. But I like the underneath guys. I like the Rondale Moores and the Andy Isabellas. Remember him from UMass mm-hmm. and Greg Dorch at Wake Forest. I like their underneath guys. And and I and I and I like what they have at running back. I thought Connor did give them a little bit of a spring in their step in terms of the running game last year. They were able to run it a lot better than the year before. But I just I just look at Arizona. I worry a little bit about that schedule, not necessarily being without Hopkins, uh, but you get Kansas City, you get at the Raiders, you get the Rams coming in, you get a Carolina team, and all of a sudden maybe thinks they have a chance if they can keep McCaffrey healthy and they do have Baker Mayfield, who's an upgrade over Darnold, and then they have Philadelphia coming in, who everybody's on the hype machine for them. So, Mm. you know, Arizona, I think that that's probably about right on their wins. You know, maybe they're going to win eight games. I lean to the under. I have not bet that yet, but I'd, bet the under, you know, and not necessarily the over here. You know, it's interesting with this Kyler Murray deal now in place, the Cardinals now have the most expensive quarterback, wide receiver, and running back trio with Murray, Hopkins, and Connor at $80 million. The Las Vegas Raiders are right behind them at $74 million with Carr, Adams, and Drake. Then you have the Buffalo Bills with Allen, Diggs, and Cook, the Rams, Stafford, Cup, Akers, and the Dallas Cowboys, Prescott, Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott. Those are the top five. To me, I'm a little apprehensive on betting the under. And I talked to Tim Murray last night. We were doing the show together. And I said, the NFC, with it being so weak and Mm -hmm. wide open, I feel like a quarterback of Kyler Murray's ability can still get you to nine games. Like, if this total was at nine and a half, I'm right there with you. Let's go ahead and party and bet this under. But at eight and a half, it's so low in a conference to where Kyler Murray is one of the better quarterbacks in this conference. I don't know if I can just back that under there based on the competition that they'll be playing, especially within the division, which is a little bit weaker than it's well, been over the last handful of and, years. And to be fair, I haven't bet it yet. But yes. it, I mean, just looking at the NFC, we know that there's a couple teams that are going to be good. We know the Rams are going to be good. We know mm-hmm. the Buccaneers are going to be good. We know somebody's going to win the uh, NFC East. Uh, I happen to like the Vikings a little bit yeah. better in the NFC North mm-hmm. than, I, than I do the Packers. And I bet the Vikings, by the way, to win the division. But there's going to be one or two surprises, maybe even two, but at least one that's going to make those mm-hmm. seven playoff spots in the NFC. I know Eric Eager made a case for Detroit. Uh, John Von Tobel, who I was on with on Tuesday, made a little case for the New York football Giants with Brian oh, Dable okay. uh, in his first year as a head coach. And the Giants uh, did put a lot of talent around Daniel Jones, yeah. to be no, I'm, fair. I'm liking so, what they're doing. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And you know, I've been relatively high on the Saints uh, because I think the new voice with Dennis Allen – being there and Jameis Winston, they at least made a, a modicum of a short-term commitment to him instead of like, eh, we'll just take it year by year and we're going to try to experiment with this tight end, Taysom Hill at quarterback. Dennis Allen at least kind of said, hey, you're our guy, and Michael Thomas is coming back. I think, you know, Sean Payton, maybe it kind of wharfed in, and coaches kind of do that from time to time. So you are going to get some surprises. Maybe it is Arizona. I don't know, but I think you're going to get at least one surprise. Yeah in the national football or in the NFC rather that is going to make the playoffs that you don't expect. And then there's going to be a team that you expect to make it. That doesn't, maybe it's the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Now, now I'm going down there. He's like, don't go down that road (laughs) now, but we don't need to open up any wounds out here. But one of these teams, (laughs) like, like even, even the green Bay Packers, uh, I don't want to necessarily sell them too quickly, but Mm -hmm. you know, Aaron Rodgers, when he's looking, he's looking like uh, Will Smith, when everybody moved out of the mansion in Bel Air, like, (laughs) Like he's, he's all alone here. So now, now if there's a guy who can make it happen, it's still Rodgers, and yeah. I still think him and Lafleur have had a pretty good functioning relationship that a lot of people didn't think was going to work out. But there, yeah, I mean, NFC, look at that minus five hundred yeah. to make the playoffs. That that that's a big number. I cer- I certainly wouldn't number. lay that because number one, I do like Minnesota better in that division, and I've made the case for him because I like the new coach and Kevin O'Connell and uh, mm-hmm. Wes Phillips comes in as the offensive coordinator. They were on that Sean McVay staff, so maybe they learned something through osmosis. Okay, yeah, I want to ask you about Kevin O'Connell because he's never called plays in the NFL. He was the offensive coordinator through Sean McVay. There was at the Washington staff. Wasn't the play caller though in Washington? Mm-hmm. What is it about O'Connell that is? that has you buying into this? Is it you know, just that he's not Zimmer? It's probably the fact that he has recently played in this league. He's not too far removed from being a player mm-hmm. in this league, albeit a backup and a third-string quarterback. But working with McVay, I think Zimmer was kind of set in his ways offensively, you know, yeah. didn't run a lot of the uh, the 11 personnel, was very basic, I think, on offense. And it's like, 
you've got a pretty stud receiving core. Not only Jefferson, but Thielen is what he is. K.J. Osborne could have a really good year. You've got the best running back room, or at least one of them, in the NFL with Cook and Madison. So it's not like Minnesota's not going to run the ball at all. But I just think you're getting Kirk Cousins in that contract year where he finally has an offensive coach, and it's like, you know what? Let's go ahead and go. And this Minnesota team, they weren't too far. They had a couple really close losses last year, and I think a lot of it was because of Zimmer and the offense's play calling that kept them in games that really you know, should have been close, like that Detroit game at home last year. So yeah. Minnesota, it is going to depend on that defense. That defense has got to get a little bit better. They have not been good the last couple of years. But I think offensively, this team's going to put up a ton of points. Yeah, I thought, I thought they made a couple underrated signings with Zadarius Smith and Jordan Hicks as mm-hmm. well. So you add those guys to the front seven. Daniil Hunter gets back and healthy after his issues with injuries last year. Maybe this Vikings team could pop. I'm just not there just quite yet because I don't know if I can assume that Kevin O'Connell is going to be better than Mike Zimmer. He could be better. But he could also be worse. (laughs) He could also be worse. So um, right now, I'm going to have to wait and see for this Minnesota Vikings team. On the other side, we start our number two, kicking off our summer conditioning series, LA Rams. Talk with Greg Beecham of the Associated Press. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order so you can find the made to order so you can find the made to order so you can find the made to order. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.